Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, so this is the soundtrack for Killers of the Flower Moon. It comes out today. Um, it's the new Martin Scorsese film. It stars Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio. It's their first movie together with Scorsese. And uh, Leonardo DiCaprio plays Ernest Burkhart, and he is uh, one of the main uh characters in this film uh so we are going to draft all leo movies Leonardo uh, DiCaprio. <laughs> and the order is jorge, jorge Allen. getting a lot of number ones yep. am i is this just me yeah, it's a lot have, when you have the guys back there picking for me come on we have a system <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> andre it's uh you know man camp parker yeah and it's 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 carlo come they're on. all pro jorge so it's jorge allen emily travis are picking three each 12 total, because that's all they can fit on the graphic, right, guys? There you go. <laughs> all right, so, Jorge. I looked something up real quick, yeah, before okay. you start. I was just, do you, just take a ballpark guess. How many billions of dollars do you think DiCaprio films have grossed at the box office? Think about Titanic and how much money Titanic made. Right. Uh, let's go. You said billions? It's in the billions. 10. I'll, I'll give you, okay. 12. Okay. Let's say 15. It's eight. Mm. I was mm. I, that feels oddly low. <laughs> feel like, like I mean, it's eight what billion. A loser. That's what I mean. It's a ridiculous <laughs> thing to say, but like Titanic felt like it grossed fifty billion I on know. its own, right? But then you got to count in some of the other ones. Probably didn't yeah. do as commercially well, even though they had a lot of awards success. Yeah. All right, he anyway. still is one of the best of his great generation. Is that net or gross? <laughs> Jorge. All right, shout out to my buddy Richard who's uh, watching. He. He's one of the one of big one of his Leo's you know movie uh, fan okay. of his movies. Okay, so I'm gonna go with my number one pick is gonna be 2016, The Revenant, and Great that was choice. the Academy, uh, Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu uh, won the Oscar for directing, and Leo won it for best actor in a leading role. So. It was like the final time yes. that he got it. Like yes. everyone was like, okay, Leo has to get badass. The Revenant. Oh, he great, great movie. The bear. He oh, sleeps great, in the bear. Great movie. Yep. Yes, he sleeps in the bear. Yeah. Really Good relaxing problem. watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I usually watch it when I'm stressed out. Yeah, to just, just something calm that just my nerves. easy, well, easy watch it. Yeah, about that one, I've never seen it again. I've only seen it once because it's that's lot. all I needed to see. It's a lot, and it's yeah. more than one of those things where you're like, I got it, Leo. Yeah, like you can get your Oscar now. Um, right. but it, it is a well done film uh, yeah. for that one. So, Alan, your first pick. Okay, so we got a lot of options to choose from. I, I'm gonna go with um, it's star studded. You can't get any more great actors in it. But Departed is my number one. Um, that was the, th- there's some movies where it's going to be, it's going <laughs> to, there's some movies that's more just about DiCaprio, but this one is just such a good one. Such a classic departure is my number one. All right. Interesting. I'm very happy that this one landed on me because I think that this is by far his best performance of all time. I think he should have won the Oscar for this. He was snubbed for this one. And that's why I think they had to give it for him for the Revenant, which I don't think is his best performance, but Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street, another Scorsese film, absolutely amazing. Gave us Margot Robbie in a big way, but Leo, sure <laughs> Leo himself in that movie was incredible. Yeah, even though the person that he depicted was despicable. Yeah, exactly. Well, he plays a lot of bad guys yes. as yeah. it turns, and yep. he's, he's he sometimes he's the hero, and sometimes he's a real real scumbag. So I got a pair here. You get two. Okay. Um, I'm going to take this movie. It's not his best movie ever, but it's the movie that made me kind of turn in the 
positive direction toward Leo. I was not a Leo fan for for no good reason. I'm like, ah, he's too handsome. He's a pretty teeny boy. Bopper. All these a teeny bopper. Oh. Like, not for me. And then I saw Blood Diamond, and I'm like, that guy's awesome. <laughs> like, I really, really like him. I should probably see. And basically everything I've ever seen him in since has been money. Like, he's just terrific. He rarely misses. Yeah, so I'm going to take Blood Diamond with my number one. Um, I got a couple. I mean, do I just go mainstream box office? Do you go you with want. something that ones I like? Go which one you like the most. I think yeah. that's the best for you for your list. Catch me if you can. All right, great. Uh, I, I'm going to go with that because I... I like and they should have went box office. It's a very specific reason. Here's what I like: that movie, a good portion of it, is set in 1960s LA. I like mm. things that are set in LA. I wasn't born in the 60s, but close enough to where it kind of takes you back to that time. So I'll take Catch Me If You Can. And it's a great movie it to watch. Movie. It's it's a, him so, and Tom Hanks. It's the exact opposite of The Revenant. Yeah. It's entirely, you can drop in at any time, watch it whenever you want. No matter where you're in, you, you're excited to mm-hmm. kind of, oh, this is the part where he recruits the flight attendants or whatever. It's <laughs> terrific. And it's also one of those things where like, it's a true story, but it's almost too good to be true. You know, obviously they embellished, obviously. But... And Jennifer Garner's in it. Just throwing <laughs> that out there too. One of your gals. Um, I am going to go with the box office guy. So I'm going to go with the one that speaks the most to me, how I was introduced to Leo uh, as a young girl. Uh, this movie actually came out the year I was born. Um, and we used to have the two box sets because it was too long because you yep. had the two VHS box sets. Uh, it was great. So I'm going to go with Titanic. Never That's heard of it. Pick. Never <laughs> heard of it. Um, okay. I, I'm a little surprised. But one small thing. Could yeah. he have fit on that door? Do you think that he should have been able to fit on that door? Yes. Rose is a bad guy. <laughs> Al? I, I'm going to... This one kind of falls. It's actually one of my favorite movies that I've watched. He is definitely... You know you said he's got some roles where... You definitely don't like him. Yeah, this would fall under that category. Django. Great. Yeah, Django. Yeah. I, actually, I was, uh, wasn't was sure Django was going to come this far. The fact that it did. We're taking good movies. Shows you how many good movies he has. That's my number two. All right. Jorge, you got two. By the way, the music in Django. Mm. Yeah. It, basically, I just I wanted to pause the movie and just keep playing the music at times. It was so good. I think it was Rick Ross that did most of it. All right, with my uh, what's the second pick, I'm gonna take Inception. Okay, good. Yeah, Inception. He the way he plays the hurt father, he has to hide the fact that he's running from his wife. Just the different levels that his character has to be portrayed in, is just amazing. He's like great movie. in that movie. Yes. I still don't get that movie at all. Like mm-hmm. I still don't know what the hell it is. I it's think cool. Like supposed to not. <laughs> it's get it. like yeah. I liked it. Like I remember. Like what was that about? I don't know. I just remember enjoying it. It's about it's, dreams inside dreams. And that's what dreams. I mean. It's like two, it's three, two, three, two three different dreams. Yeah. And then you don't know if he's back to reality right. or he's still stuck in a dream. But yeah. I, th- I think he was Inception. in reality. <laughs> All right, Hori, your third pick. Inception. And then my last one is one of my favorites for sure. It's uh, Gangs of New York. Mm. You know, the way the, the, the butchers and against, you know, just the way it's just a pretty dope movie. So Gangs of New York is my last, last pick. Al? Okay, this is early, early in his career. And. I actually, I think I just watched the movie. I might have watched it during the during COVID, during um, you know within the last couple of years. What's eating Gilbert Grape? Mm-hmm. Yep, awesome. Yeah, awesome performance. Awesome movie. Johnny Depp in it as well. That's my number three. All right, I'm gonna do my last pick. So I am stuck between two that I'm really interested in. I'm stuck between. One that is a movie that is such a mind, you know what, that in the end it took me by such surprise 
but I, I like the writing more than maybe his performance, but his performance is fantastic. Or do I go with a movie that I loved? Go with the one you out? loved. Uh, I want to be well-rounded. Uh, Here, can I, I'm going to tell you, you can say them both because I guarantee you what I'm going to pick is neither of these okay, two. Okay, I'm going to pick Shutter Island. Okay. That's my third pick. And that was the one that's the mind, you know what. Yeah. Uh, but my other one was going to be The Great Gatsby. Okay. And I was I was on the fence about picking that one, but I think I just didn't do it enough for me. All right, your last pick, Trav. So the the only other like mainstream movie that I was considering that's on my list that hasn't already been taken was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I thought he was great in that. Yep. He's kind of the washed up guy, yep. which is another great role for him. Brad Pitt. And a really great meme. That like right, he right. like whistles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's not my pick. So you thought you went early DiCaprio. You didn't go early enough. I want the television series Growing Pains, which he was yeah. on for like one season <laughs> at the very end when the show was just completely done. Like everybody, it's a TV sitcom where the kids grew up and it's like, okay, what do we do now? We'll introduce the cute new adopted kid or whatever that the visiting cousin or what they you know they go into it again it's either a pregnancy or the new thing luke brower he was on growing pains a <laughs> network sitcom and i i remember watching it as a kid going this guy's a better actor than everybody else on the show what's going on and he was like 11 so i get growing pains is my uh my final choice one I like that, that i had that i was also thinking about picking as another like literature based one but it's uh the romeo plus juliet uh with him and claire danes yeah. and he played romeo that well that's great but i only watched it in school you know i didn't watch it because i Same. wanted to watch can, it okay I, can i i got i have a guess because okay. i was out of i was too old to experience yeah. it when you were in high school like you're saying but there was always that one english teacher when you're going through your shakespeare you know unit in your english class and every high school kid's eyes roll into the back of their head when they make you read shakespeare and like but your cool english teacher goes well let me show you this <laughs> the romeo, romeo plus juliet right romeo plus juliet is said in their gangs Ooh, yeah right it's like it's like no it still sucks <laughs> not the original one which was like the 1960 <laughs> right, uh, version right. or whatever which but it's problematic I by the way it turns yeah. out and that, did you see yeah. and did you see this boy's life no, I have okay, not. Okay, so we, we Travis and I didn't I I didn't I know nothing about that movie, but we we're looking at the rankings before. Him and De Niro. I didn't even know they're in a movie together. Oh, at least that father, movie right? together. Yeah, yeah I exactly. Think the, yeah. Exactly. The, yeah. the reason, like the reason why Killers of the Flower Moon is so important, is it's Scorsese, De Niro, and Leo, and it's like essentially Scorsese's two muses together in one movie, mm. and that's why he. It's How so many Rolling Stone songs will we get in this movie? Uh, <laughs> because if it's a many. Scorsese movie, you're getting the Stones. Hey. He's one of the first uh, directors to really popularize popular music in film and like how it's used, which is great. But yes, lots of give me shelter uh, in every single one. Basketball Diaries is another one. That's yeah. a good movie. Yeah, that's yeah, that, that's probably the one that we didn't put in right. there. Right, it's, no, it's no growing one. pain, but it's <laughs> no pretty, growing pain. It's pretty good. Look, have you guys seen Shutter Island? Uh, I have not. It, yeah, uh, go go. I think it's just for this the I'm plot to twist. Think here. I... Let me ask you an important question: Have you seen Growing Pains? <laughs> No. <laughs> he held his own against Alan Thick, Emily. What do you Whoa. What do you want from what do you want? Tracy Gold, he blew her off the screen. What are you going to do? All right, the Rams have a oddly important game for week 7. It's yeah. kind of eh. It may be the game no, that it's, decides it's whether important. they go to the playoffs or not. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number 1 pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Okay, I mentioned Django. Rick Ross. This album, the entire in, during the entire movie, I'm like, I need Shazam right now. I don't think Shazam was created <laughs> at that point. Emily, thoughts on him using Shazam? No, Shazam is fine. Okay. I think it's just as long as you don't use it at a concert. Because <laughs> people did that before where they're like at a concert and they're like, I don't know this person and then Shazam it. Oh. Well, that's what Siri does. Like when you say, hey, Siri, what song is this? It's Shazam. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. It, does use, it does use that. I, I thought you'd have much stronger opinions on Shazam. <laughs> no, Shazam is helpful, guys. <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought we were trending into or treading into, I should Wait, say, Pandora. Pandora situation. Exactly. <laughs> One right. of two things could have happened. She could have said, hey, it's all good, Shazam, yeah, use it. Educate yourself on an artist that you don't know or a song you don't know. Or she could have said, Al, Shazam went bankrupt nine years ago and you're the <laughs> only one that has it. And I would have said, okay, I would have no idea either way. I do not have it on my phone uh, anymore, but yeah, I think, it's a, I think it's helpful. Yeah. yeah, it's part of Siri. Say, Siri, what song yeah. is this? And it's Shazam. Mm-hmm. It is. Oh, great. Yeah. What, what song is playing right now? Uh, well, nothing right now. But so <laughs> after we do our Dana Hills football games, mm. we go to this bar that has live music yeah. and it's local musicians. So they're doing covers for the most part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some are better than others. Right. Let's just put it that way. And my wife and I and, you know, Greg Fisher, my spotter on Dana Hills football, will go and have a few drinks and they play all it's 80s music for the most part. So we're trying to identify the artist mm. because and sometimes none of us can get it. So I try to Shazam it, but they're not playing it quite right so so shazam is kind of a it's like a one out of five success rate otherwise it's you know trying harder Ooh, this is a hard one continuing to listen and then just like nah dude we can't find it i'm like okay i'm like staring at my phone here by the way uh so you're talking about how when we talked about otani that otani is like the last stick in that game that you're playing it's called kerplunk that's it that's what everyone was trying to jog your memory about that's it thank you whoever uh sent that in kerplunk i i like that game it had the little mailman matt Mailman Matt, thank you for Kerplunk. And Anais Lee, M, Jorge, I'm disappointed in all three of you for not – I kind of put it on the tee. I wanted to see if anybody would do it. Yeah. I took Blood Diamond first because Jennifer Connelly's in the movie. I was hoping that I've one of you – I've never seen it, so. <laughs> yeah, Blood so. Diamond's good. Yeah. 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 But he didn't see Blood Diamond because of DiCaprio, so that's <laughs> why the I, almost thought, so, okay. I almost <laughs> thought he wore the diamonds. What, I thought what, it was canceled. What I said was true. Blood Diamond was the movie that made me go, oh, that dude's awesome. But I didn't watch it to take in DiCaprio's performance. I watched it because Jennifer Connelly is the female lead. I'm like, yeah. Susan's like, what do you want to watch? Blood Diamond. I'm like, yeah, that looks great. Yeah, let's let, exactly let's watch a that. Family Whenever movie. you like something, I have to then look at what brunette woman is starring in that movie, and then I'm like, oh, that's why Travis Don't wanted sleep to watch on it. redheads either. Em. Sure, they're, okay. They're on Brunettes the and redheads, well. and I'll yeah. keep it in mind. <laughs> uh, right. We got a, a lot of tweets hitting on what you said. Basketball Diaries. Yeah. That mm. that's another one that is a. We didn't put it on our list because he didn't have room because he took growing pains. Um, so. 
but that should have been probably on our top. Growing list. Pains is the reason I didn't start DiCaprio films earlier in my life because I'm like, the kid from Growing Pains is in a movie? Give yeah. me a break. It's like kind of like downplaying someone who like was on Disney Channel, right. but then they might be a really talented like actor. Ryan but Gosling, right? Austin Butler was on Disney Channel. Was he really? Yeah. Did and he have his fake Southern accent then? <laughs> no, he did not. And oh, that's okay. why everyone's like, oh, it's fake because he was on, and he was also on Nickelodeon. But why did he continue to do the Elvis accent when he was done shooting Elvis? <laughs> I don't know, Travis. I really Does that not bother you know. the way it, it bothers does me? does bother me. <laughs> and also he's going to be in the new uh, movie Dune 2, so it's already been filmed and everything. And I'm just, so in Dune 2, and obviously it's um it's like otherworldly, it's on another planet. I am just wondering if he has that accent Well, that's in that what I mean. Like, he did a pretty good Elvis. Like, you got the voice sure. down, the accent. Cool, I get it. You're playing a character who had a very distinctive speaking mm-hmm. style. You got to try to emulate it. Yeah. That's a rap. Rap party's done. You go back. He's from like Costa Mesa. Yeah, he's from like Orange County. I thought. Yeah, yeah, something there. What? So, yes. There's yeah. a there's what? an area of Costa Mesa <laughs> where everyone it's speaks Memphis like that. Of all, yeah, all Memphis of the two, everybody from Tupelo, Mississippi, migrated to Costa Mesa. Yeah. I don't. You're disrespecting a lot of this community in Costa Mesa. My it, grandfather grew up in uh, Mississippi. Grew, born mm-hmm. in Meridian, Mississippi. And then went to school in Little Rock, Arkansas, mm-hmm. and didn't move to Los Angeles until he went to SC in like 1930 something, right? Uh-huh. He didn't have a Southern accent. <laughs> and this guy pretended well, to be Southern well, for this five is minutes why he didn't and have can't an accent. get rid of it. <laughs> he didn't have an accent because he moved to LA and he moved specifically to USC. <laughs> if he was at the community in Costa Mesa. <laughs> There would have been a thick accent that you would actually also have as well. I would assume that when he came to Los Angeles, he probably did. But by being immersed in a non-Southern accent community, it goes away. Right. Not for Austin Butler, but in that community. (laughs) By the way, there is actually going to be another Elvis movie coming out this year. It's called Priscilla. It's about Priscilla's story. It's from Sofia Coppola. Actually, I saw Um, that preview yesterday. Yeah, Jacob Elordi, who's Mm -hmm. from Euphoria, is going to play Elvis. And he is, I believe, either Australian (laughs) or English. So it's going to be interesting. But that's okay. Yeah. It's a lot of previews in the last As long as when he's done and he goes back to Melbourne or wherever he's from, he doesn't sound like he's from Elvis country. Did you also (laughs) see Saltburn? What what, what were your trailers? Did you see Saltburn as a trailer, Alan? Saltburn, No. No. Okay. No, the no. Oh, it's also a good one with also Jacob Elordi. Jacob Elordi is my Jennifer Connelly. I will watch anything with Jacob Elordi in it. That, that, look, we've all got what we (laughs) like, right? It's cool. Whatever you like, if you like it, I love it. I like Jennifer Connelly and Jenna Fisher and Jennifer Garner and a few others. It's just how it goes. All right. Rams have the Steelers, week seven. The Rams, and we'll do our picks here coming up in a little bit, but the Rams are three-point favorites going into this one. So, you know, whatever. That's the three points for home field. I guess it's more like one and a half or two typically now. There's going to be more Steeler fans there than there are Rams fans. Whatever. That's yep. just that's old territory. Again, have yellow towels, but, uh, Yellow Rams. towels, for sure. They need to win this game. If they win this game, the path to nine wins – is you don't have to squint to find it. You can find they'll be they'll be four and three. They got to find five more wins over the course of the season. I think you can find them. You've got the Cardinals again. You've got the New York Giants. You've got the Seahawks coming to your building. You you've got you've, the Washington Commanders coming to L.A. There's a path to get to nine. That's not crazy. Lose this one, and it gets a lot more complicated to find that ninth win along the way. Kenny Pickett is not good. 
but he makes like one or two plays a game yep. that make the difference. If it's T- close. TJ Watt is awesome. Steelers defense is awesome. You don't have a running game. Mm-hmm. You know, right? You're, you're literally pulling guys off the yep. street like Daryl Henderson. You're, you're elevating guys from the practice squad, which means pass protection could be a problem along the way. You may or may not have uh, Kobe Durant, who got in some trouble over the week. Uh, the week, so they're trying to figure out whether or not he's going to play. Darren Kendrick. So I'm sorry. Thank you, Darren yeah. Kendrick. Thank you. Um, so you have that going on on defense. You have the running back situation going on on offense, and you still got to find a way to win this because if you don't, that ninth win is tough to find. Cassie, when you say you got to find a way to win this, is is the goal as simple as this? Are they just trying to get to the playoffs? Is that is that, is that all we're talking about? I think so. The, the rest of the way, you're three and three right now. I think both of you and I talked. Mace was sitting here as well. We're doing one of our super cross talks before the season started, and the conversation was, "Can you be three and three after six games?" And if you could be three and three, then something. Okay, you might have lost against teams you were supposed to lose against. You was, you probably beat some teams that you were supposed to beat, but what you didn't want is a two and four start, and what you didn't, you also didn't believe they're going to be four and two. We talk about windows. What windows are you in? They're not in a window of saying, this is it. They're all in. They're one of the few teams that got a true chance to win a Super Bowl. So I set all that up because the game against the Steelers this weekend, is this purely based on you're just trying to get into the playoffs, right? Yeah. That's all you're trying to do. Nobody's Whatever happens from there happens from there. That, I think, falls into what makes this game so critical. So if the goal is just get to the postseason and see if you have more wins than you have losses when it's all said and done, knowing that the NFC is not it's not the way it used to be in the sense that there's not eight or ten teams they're like I have, I have no idea who's you got your you got your um, the cream of the crop up top and then you got a lot of average you got three teams good after teams that. and then who and knows? then and, but you got seven spots right so that that's kind of the good thing. If they do end up losing this game against the Steelers, it wouldn't be a shock or a surprise or anything, but it does become one of those games that you look at from from a critical perspective. You win this one, you're right where you need to be to make the playoffs. I don't want to add anything to that because I I don't think there really is anything after that. I don't think so either. I I think making the playoffs with this group coming into the season is a success. It's a good season. Whatever happens after that, gravy. House money. Right, gravy. But you've got a bunch of 50-50 games coming up, and maybe not even 50-50, maybe 60-40 the wrong way. you got Dallas and Green Bay both on the road in the next two weeks. Dallas will be a tough game. I know we're no, both not crazy about the team. That, that, that's yes, a tough game. It is a tough game. Green Bay? Same. Winnable. I eh, Winnable, yes, but you won't be favored. right? This More is winnable getting, than Dallas. I, I think they're about the same in my estimation. I, I that Dallas Green Bay Maybe plays I a lot of close seen games. Green Bay. Yeah, well, I think I've seen enough Dallas to know that they're kind of hot and cold. Yeah, you've got Seattle at home. I think that's a fifty-fifty-er, right? You've got the Cleveland Browns coming to town with that defense. I don't know. You've got the New Orleans Saints. Maybe that's a little bit more favorable than not. But I think the Steelers game is one of the few that you have in front of you. you say we need to win that game. That team has big holes. They, they have big. They're they're vulnerable to some things that you need to take advantage of. There are some the Giants. You feel like you got. You have to win the Giants game. You probably need to win the New Orleans game. This is in that category. If you're getting to nine, because Green Bay and Dallas, I think it's far more likely they lose both than win both. I think maybe because one the home one. field advantage yeah. is a big thing. Let, and, Let's say, and both of those teams aren't bad. They're not great, but they're not bad. Can you yeah. play this out for me? Let's say they lost. Let's say they won. One of the Pitts. Let's say they lost to Pittsburgh, yeah, and then they won one of the Dallas and Green Bay's. 
Still it's, get to nine? I think you're behind. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think you do too. I don't think so. I think you're still behind. Hopefully. So basically you're saying, no, because, eh. so you basically got to win two of the next three. I, I think you have to win this one. I think you can still get to nine even if you lose the next two. But if you lose this one and lose the next two, I think you're in. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think no, that's, that's about that's a, the end of the line. That's Hopefully it. JD and El Segundo can clean this up for me. What's going on, JD? What's up, Troy? How y'all doing? All right. All right. Did I hear you say your grandfather was from Meridian, Mississippi? Yes, sir. I'm originally from Mississippi, from a small town called West Point. We're about an hour north from there. Okay. And I wanted to see if you can tell if I had a southern accent. Not really, no. I could tell more, okay. J.D., when you were on with me, because you talked a little bit more, so I could I could, I could, could suss it out. Maybe a little. Okay. Maybe a little. How long have you been in L.A., J.D.? Uh, I've been bouncing back and forth between L.A. and Dallas for like the, the last five years. Okay. The more the more I hear you talk, the more I'm hearing it. But it's not like my grandfather had none. Now, granted, he'd been in L.A. 50 years by the time I was aware okay. enough to listen to it. When you go home, do you fall back into it? Oh, when I go home, you can barely understand me. I'm I'm falling right in with my family. <laughs> JD, you don't even JD, you don't even have to go home. There's a community in Costa Mesa that you can hang out in that you know, area. What, did you say Tupelo, Mississippi? Please. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Did you say Tupelo, Mississippi? No, I heard no, you no. Mention it, but I think I tuned in too late. No, no, no. I just was making fun of the Costa Mesa piece of all. <laughs> That's where Austin Butler's from. Uh, JD, you've called in oh, okay. to talk about Love Is Blind before, so I want to see what is yeah. your thoughts on Love Is Blind so far. How how far have you gotten? Have you finished the season? Honestly, I haven't uh, watched another episode since the last time we talked, only because you guys kept talking about Sopranos, mm. and I finally decided to watch it, and I what? haven't stopped since. Oh, how far are you <laughs> yeah. into it? I just watched the episode where Camilla finally slept with the teacher. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, it gets... Stay- How many seasons is it? Uh, like six. But they're like shorter yeah. seasons than like 24. They're like 12 yeah. episode seasons, J.D. You got this. You, oh, you'll get there easy. You'll, it, you'll be done by the end of next week. How many are you taking what down a day? Is Jorge on? Uh, I'm on episode uh, six, season one. Jorge's been on episode okay. six for a week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I binged it this weekend. I went through like three seasons. In one weekend? Jeez. One weekend. My goodness. I took it Emily style. <laughs> that's commitment. Yeah, My that's that's goodness. how I do it. That's commitment. Yeah, that's uh, JD, style. one before before you leave, how do you say family? Family? Okay. Yeah. See, not like <laughs> Not like Brian. Family. Family. Yeah, not like why no, can't I live no, no, Brian no. Kelly? Right? Yeah. Not like now, Brian. my wife is originally from Louisiana, and she's a lot more country than I am. No, Louisiana is its own thing, man. That's uh, that. <laughs> yeah. I, I ran into a lot of Louisiana folks when I was living in Houston. There's a lot of Louisiana uh-huh. trans- a French in there. There's there's the Cajun. There's the Creole. There's the French. There's the Southern. It's yeah. all of it. There's it's there's a lot going on there. Yeah, and Trev, I don't like the way you give Houston a bad rap, man. I'll be honest. What did I say? <laughs> You don't like Houston. I understand. You worked there for a while. You and uh, now John worked in Beaumont. John was in Beaumont. Was cool, man. The dating scene was cool. I lived there for a short time. I had a good Stop time. Stop coming at Houston. <laughs> no, I like the people of Houston. I just didn't like Houston, uh-huh. if that makes sense. I, I got like you. You're coming from L.A., so. Yeah. Yeah. You get me. It is a flat area. I'll be honest. Yes. The highest thing in the entire city is an overpass. Like when you when you go from one freeway to the other, that's when you get the view. Do you hike up there? <laughs> yeah, so I'm just trying to get a little rest stop. Thanks for the call, JD. Appreciate you. Good talking to you guys. You Bye got man. it. JD is awesome.
We should he should call more. It's from where my grandpa, or at least close enough to where my grandpa grew up. NFL picks against the spread coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN. All right, week seven of the NFL season is here. We are making our picks with both confidence points and against the spread. Here are the standings through the first six weeks of the season. Jorge has a lead, thirty-seven points. Uh, I am right behind him at thirty-five. Emily is right behind me at thirty-two, and Slee. Almost on the verge of breaking into the 30s at 29. So one good week and sleeves right back at the top. Uh, I will go first. It's my turn to, to lead off here. We'll start, as we always do, with the Rams. Steelers in town taking on the Los Angeles Rams, who are three-point favorites at home. I think this game is very close. I don't think either team is able to really put another team away like this. So I think that number may be the difference, that it might the Rams can win but not cover. So I'm going to take the Rams, but I'm putting them in the number one spot, Sliwa. All right. Um, I guess I just have less faith in the Rams. I don't like the game. The spread is perfect. I like defense. I'm going to take Steelers with my number two. Steelers at two. M, you're not going to pick against your Steelers, are you? <laughs> Yin's guys know that I'm going to take the Steelers. <laughs> going to get some Permanding Brothers. and going to weigh those terrible towels. And... What's go. that beer they drink? Iron City? There's Iron City Brewery. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going yeah. to pick the Steelers. Go Steelers and uh, at three. Pittsburgh at three. Jorge, the Niners are your four. What else? My Niners are my four, <laughs> and I feel like uh, the Steelers are going to take this one, so the Steelers will be my John right there. <laughs> my John? <laughs> Which John are you taking? The Steelers. Taking? I said the Steelers. The Steelers are a John. Oh, Which John one. do you want to pick my him one. Sorry. Right, the one John. That's where he's going along. All right. Game number two, Jorge's Niners on the road, Monday Night Football against the Minnesota Vikings, who have looked pretty darn terrible all season long. Slee, yep. you're first. Uh, Minnesota is a seven-point home underdog. I don't like that spread. Monday Night Football, too. But I have a difficult time with this because it's a seven-point spread on the road. Niners coming off a loss. I'll go Niners with my three. Niners <laughs> with three. Emily. Do we have any updates on, on if McCaffrey and uh questionable. are playing? Both questionable. questionable? Oh, both questionable. Okay. Questionable usually leads to game playing. Game time decision. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of, yes, it, it more often than not leads Damn, to that That's point. literally the difference of our <laughs> game right here. So I think that the 49ers are the best team in the NFL by far. I, I think agree. they're going to kick the Vikings' butts. I have my four as well. Emily at four. Jorge, I'm skipping you. Enough Niners said. at your four. Um all three of you have this. I'm going to do it again. Do it. The, the Browns paid no. off last week. I'm I actually, again. now that I'm sitting here, I kind of wish I, I went a little bit your way on this. I'm going to take Minnesota. I'm going to put it at two. So we'll see. Go. Okay. Uh, who, who do they have other than Kirk Cousins? Justin Jefferson's Skull. not playing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Skull. Skull. That's the Go that Jordan Addison, there. USC alum. Jordan Addison. That's who I need to have delivered today. Uh, M, your first. Raiders on the road in Chicago. Chicago three-point home dog. I also believe that Justin Fields either is not playing or is questionable to be playing with his dislocated thumb. Probably better without thumb. him, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't even know who their quarterback is, their backup quarterback. So I'm going to do okay. I'm going to do Raiders at my two. Raiders at two, Jorge. I'll, I'll go the opposite. I'll go. Uh, you know what? Raiders at my two as well. The Bears are just bad. Raiders so, yeah. at two. Bad I'm up Bears. next. So here's where the Raiders, the second you start to believe that the Raiders are something other than terrible, they yeah. have a decent record, three and three, right? It's okay, but they've played the Patriots. They, they nearly, they barely beat the Patriots last week by four points. The Patriots could very likely be the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, they got Packers and Patriots in their last two weeks. Yeah, so I'm going to take the Raiders. I don't love it, 
but I'm going to put it at three because that's one of the two spots I have left. Sleep. This probably has never happened before and will never happen again. Taking a Raiders with the number four that you have, which makes no sense Am to me. Am I writing me, it down at four? But I'm putting Raiders at four because I can't use my four Oof. for Utah USC. <laughs> yeah, I can't bad. use it there. Bad's clock management yes. on, on your part. Me yeah. too. All I have is four left. Jorge, you're going first. College ranks. Utah at the Coliseum against SC. SC, a seven-point favorite. Uh, give, I have, what, my three left? Mm-hmm. So I'll take Utah with my three. Utah, Utah. with the three. Yeah. I... The Trojans, I think I've gotten them wrong every week. Other than the Stanford game where they covered by a million miles, yeah. I think I've got them wrong every single week. So I'm going to take Utah at four. Slee. I'll go only one left. I'm going Utah one. Utah at one. M, you got a chance to play a little game theory here. Take SC at one. Okay. So why I'm interested in not taking USC is because last week was the first time that I feel like I – took USC and I got burned and so I feel like the spread is big for USC and they're gonna play a close game I'm gonna go with USC at one just because I want to play game theory that's right it's the right pick yeah it's it's just one it's one point yes you you lose one and if you're right then I lose four Sliwa loses one Jorge loses three it's a big swing big big swing SC better win that game because I really do think that you get caught in that spiral if you lose by four touchdowns yeah. to Notre Dame, which they've done, mm-hmm. and you've already had a bunch of close calls against bad teams, and another good team comes to town, Utah's good, and they come in and they beat you in your own backyard, and that would be, by the way, the third consecutive time that Utah's beat SC with Caleb Williams, that's a real problem. And you could almost see the the death spiral of that team if that happens. It's a big, big deal for but us. But we're idiots, Travis. We wouldn't understand. We well, can't handle that's a very that. good point. <laughs> I, f- I keep forgetting, as an idiot, I keep forgetting that I'm an idiot. I, I, it's kind of funny. The Utah piece of it, it's not even... They're coming off a loss as bad as it was. If they're trying to... If Lincoln Riley, if you say, hey, what's the goal before the season starts? What do you think USC's goal was before the season started? The goal was... Win the Pac-12 Play championship. Play for a national championship. Win the Pac-12 championship, and then hopefully that's good enough to put you into the national championship. It's all, And all I heard him say after the Notre Dame game was, it's still in our hands, it's still in our hands. We still have an opportunity to do it. That's basically what every week is the rest of the way. Every single week the rest of the way, they're in a must-win situation. And what I didn't see until just now, but this has been reported by Vinny uh, Bonsignor, is that how you say his Bonsignor. Name? Uh, uh, Jimmy G has been ruled out of Sunday's game against the Bears. It'll be either Aiden O'Connell or Brian Hoyer as quarterback for uh, in Chicago. I, okay. It doesn't really okay. change much. Yeah, you know? I was going to say, that's one, Jimmy G's one of the few guys that's like, yeah, okay, he's out. All right. And I don't, I'm not a Jimmy G hater, but I also don't think that he's that much better than a Hoyer or a O'Con- O'Connell's the rookie. So that's not great, but... I think Brian Hoyer again. It's it, also it's with the opponent against. The I was just going to say it's a pick against the Bears more so than it is a pick for the Raiders. Exactly. Plus, Mark Davis is going to be tired from all his dancing. <laughs> There's a lot going on right there. The championship because what is he? Is he an owner in the Aces as well? I he would owns assume. the Aces. Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then he's he's celebrating the championship. <laughs> Did you guys see the final sequence of that game last night? I didn't. No, it wasn't great. It there was uh, I forget I don't know the players' names but one of the players had it passed it to another player who passed it to a third player who had a look right this is down one I don't know but it was a shot that mattered okay. if it goes in it was an air ball by four feet to the right it, it it wasn't just a missed shot it yeah. was think Peja Stoyakovich 
but multiply it by two. Can't. That, that, it's impossible. I'll show you. Because then it's you. a pass. I, it was one of those. Oh no, that was a shot. It was for a championship game. It was not. Uh, it was not a terribly inspiring moment. The but at dunk. least Becky Hammond too. She got two back-to-back two. titles. That's and, impressive. You know, she doesn't have the role in the NBA quite yet. That she probably wants long term. But she's doing well with the WNBA. Think that'll happen? Yeah. I Eventually, do. I think so. I for for her, I. Th- yes. 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 I do. I think she will be the first to crack that. Why, why are you so sure? It was already a conversation before. Yeah. So it wasn't like. There was a time where it was already thought she's coming through Greg Popovich's uh-huh. system, and now she goes to the WNBA and wins two championships. She's continuing to churn heads. I wouldn't be stunned, but somebody's going to have to really kind of be a uh, uh, a barrier breaker. As uh, an yeah, owner, trailblazer. As an owner, like I, I understand that she's qualified and ready and all these things, but for somebody to just say, you know what, I'm going to do, I'm going to hire her. That's going to take a very specific type of owner. Yeah, because it would be the first woman as a head coach of a professional sports league that's that's a male professional yeah. sports league. So in any area, I think it takes a lot for the guys and the team to trust the woman in charge. But also the thing is is that she's played basketball as opposed to some other sports where it might be more difficult uh, for a woman to be in charge of one of those. Also, it wouldn't hurt if Mark Davis took some of that winning juju and brought it to the Raiders. Yeah. And kind of, man, come on, do something just like you yeah, did the with jump, The jumpsuit has got some uh, WNBA juice in <laughs> exactly. it. It's gotten just a couple of back-to-back titles along the way. Bring it every Sunday. Uh, Eric Musselman, who I believe is the head coach at Arkansas yes. now, right? So he was an NBA coach for the Golden State Warriors and Sacramento Kings after bouncing around, uh, having different college jobs along the way. And talking with him a little bit at one point, and this I'm getting back to the Becky Hammond thing, whether or not she'll get an opportunity. He did not play in the NBA. He, his dad was an NBA head coach. He had been a coach. You know, I think he played at USD, a smaller you know school. Yeah. But he, he was a coach, and he kind of worked his way through it, and he got there. And it was that, how do you develop credibility with guys that are professionals at this sure. when you've never done it? And he, he said, I've always remembered, he goes, you need to be right. You, sure. you need to be right. You need to know what you're doing. So when you say, I need you to do this, that it works. They trust you. The, the, then they're the like, only, hey, this guy knows what he's talking about. The only about. way to earn their trust is point. to be right. Yeah. And be right a lot right out of the shoot, so that they have to, okay, I, I have faith that you know what you're doing. Because if you show up and you're wrong, it's like- And you don't have what that this resume. Sure. What does this yeah. guy know? So if she does get it, when she does get it, she needs to be right, right out of the shoot. Not because she's a woman, but because she can but play the, in the, the league. The, the yeah. good thing, the good thing is, she wasn't sitting on just any bench. No, she was sitting with Greg Popovich, and then pretty sure they said that about Luke Walton too, with Phil Jackson. True, true. <laughs> but the 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 concept and the idea, you could say that about Steve Kerr. You could say sure. about some other coach as well. And then she's went to the WA and has won two. That's the first time anybody's ever won back to back in the WNBA. Is that true? I think so. Okay. Actually, uh, no, let me double check that. <laughs> let me double check that. I don't know, because it's been around 20 years. I was, was going to say, I thought I saw that, but maybe I'm you wrong. You could be maybe, right. Very well. The, actually, Houston may have early on, if you remember. Got me. I'll double check. Yeah, I don't know. The Dump, coming up next, is Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Slee, let me start right here. Can, DK, I, can yeah. I start with one thing? Sure, sure. I was way off on the WNBA <laughs> back-to-back championship. Yeah. The Comets... Uh, Houston Comets. Yeah, they won multiple times. Okay. I think they started out um, winning four. The Los Angeles Sparks, <laughs> they won back-to-back. 
and now it looks like the Las Vegas Aces. But it so was 20 years between. They are, so they are not the first team to go back-to-back. They're the first time the Aces have gone back-to-back. First time the Aces have gone back-to-back, <laughs> yes. <laughs> One thing, so I've been listening to the Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey podcast, The New Heights, and they have this one segment that they call um, uh, the LeBron stat of the day, and it's it's saying, like, something hasn't happened in these like very specific things, so it's like he's the first guy to throw have this many completions in the first five games of his career in December. Like it's a very like specific things, and I just make fun of the stats that are thrown out there. So that's why I feel like about that one. Question for you: What yeah. New Heights is the name of the pod? Yes. Did you listen to it prior to his relationship with Taylor Swift? Nope. Really? <laughs> but honestly, I have been listening, and they have a good podcast. It's, they're it's they're both entertaining guys. Yeah, yeah they are yeah. entertaining, they're, and they they talk about the league in a way that I haven't heard it talked about before. It's probably the best player podcast that I listen why to. are you listening to the podcast i listen to the podcast because the first time i wanted to hear what he had to say about okay his relationship with her and yeah. if he was going to say anything at all and then since then i actually it's one it's once a week okay and i am interested to see how they talk about their games because both their teams are doing so well yep so i, I, but like I want the, the reason i ask and i'm glad yeah. that you said that that's the reason you went in you are an, an unusual hybrid of somebody yeah. that is a really Taylor hardcore Swift Taylor Swift fan, NFL fan, and you love football too. Yeah, like I, I wonder how many people that did what you did. Like I'm going to go check this out because I want to hear about Taylor Swift, and they realize there's either very little or none of that in there. Stuck around. Mm-hmm. It's like they they know that that's why they're the number one sports podcast sure, right now, and course. so like they do talk about it to satisfy that fan base. But I think that um, they have good segments. They have this one segment where they call it. Um, they have the questions essentially from the audience. They tweet at them, and a lot of them are like Swifty handles. So it'll okay. be like, uh, you know. Invisible string one two three ask is the name of a title of our songs and to that. ask well, you I mean, about sure. <laughs> about like what is a safety and like it's it's oh, very no. funny because they will ask very again people might be introduced to football don't sure. know what's happening and I like to hear them com- answer it because they're not condescending at all they're very much like I'm I'm glad you're watching and then answer the question do we, do we know from like two months ago to today. What the what? I wonder what the downloads are it's compared insane. to two months it's, ago. Oh, it's got to be a factor of thousands. I don't right? know, but and I don't know. I don't know how percentage sus- more. I don't know how sustainable. It's not because of what you just said. That somebody who came on yeah. that's not an NFL fan said, "Well, she's dating Kelsey." But there's I also see. the people like me that are going to go back, and it's also once a week. And but they are the number one sports podcast right now for a reason, and so that reason is who are the two Eagles that were the Phillies game. Swift. Uh, DeAndre Swift and uh, Terrell Edmonds. Okay, so there's a little bit of that, right? Where mm-hmm. they go to, and we were we were enjoying listening to those guys because they were so enthusiastic. Like, what do you mean they're changing pitchers yeah. again? How many games are these? And it's genuine. I wonder mm. if there's not an element of what you're talking about, M, where yeah. there are people like explain a safety to me. It's not like what's this? It's like I really don't know what that is. I'd yeah. like to know. Yeah, and if they can give an entertaining answer, maybe they do grab some people sure. along the way. Sure. And, you know, Jason's wife and his story is really funny, and they're just, it's fun to hear the brothers talk smack Who's more entertaining? Other. I think Jason's more entertaining. I think that Travis is not not entertaining. I just think that Jason's really funny to me. Also, did you, uh, late, hey, food, did you see? They're holding hands now. Yay! Oh, I did see that. I saw, yeah. you know, when you're flipping through your yeah. news feed on your phone, it's yeah. like, that. I, I don't know what the publication was, but they were all over each other at a restaurant. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, great. Good for them. They're dating. Uh-huh. They're acting like adults. So, uh, holding yeah. Holding hands. Oh, man, so oh, cute. Wow. Okay, holding, I, I, I still hold Susan's hand oh, when we too. go yeah. for a walk. Yeah, for sure. I, I do it all the time, but 
I cannot tell you the last time we were, quote, all over each other in a public space. That's been Well, you haven't been newly dating <laughs> since, even, even in like, we were what, newly a dating. thousand years? Yeah, it's been about that. It's been about that. But that public PDA, that's yeah, I'm with you what, on a that. few months? Yeah, tops? I'm with you on tops? that. Tops? Yeah. So that, we'll see. If they're still all over each other in at Christmas, then maybe they've found true love. Mm-hmm. And apparently Travis bought a new house in uh, in Kansas City because it has more security and it's more that because they've been getting paparazzi'd a lot in Kansas City by the three paparazzi that are there, but uh, <laughs> that he bought a new house. I'm sure all the paparazzi's coming out there. I wonder if he's got a golf hole in his house he like does. Patrick Mahomes. He actually has, a, he really? has mini golf, has a pool, has a bunch okay. of other stuff. Mini golf, yeah, like a, a putting green is baller, don't get me wrong, that's really, but Patrick Mahomes has a golf hole yeah. in his backyard, like a par five. They were they were joking <laughs> in the podcast that uh, tra- uh, Pat Mahomes needs a roller coaster in his backyard too. And- it's about the only thing that he doesn't have, <laughs> right? That there's everything else. Speaking yeah. of Patrick Mahomes, uh, he mentioned in a recent press conference one of his ambitions, saying, "And here's the quote: Until I own an NFL team, I'm not planning to stop." Uh, they went on to talk about the ownership challenges, but they make it pretty tough to get to that spot. Um, they make it incredibly tough because let's say Patrick Mahomes is the career the career trajectory that he's been on continues and he ends up playing in seven or eight Super Bowls and he ends up winning four or five of them right and that's kind of the way it looks like it's going to go yeah by the time he's done with State Farm and whatever else he pitches he's probably got a billion bucks in the bank okay now you're going to need to go make 40 more billion to buy an NFL team or whatever the number is because as rich as he's going to be He's not NFL owner rich. He's gonna does he go in like magic as like a, a consortium of guys that buy this yeah, that's team? That's how you do it. That's how you do it. That's how that's how these guys will become owners. I don't know if LeBron will be different. He might be. He might be the one. LeBron might be, but it's also not the NFL. So to buy I'm don't I'm Yeah, but it's still make it billions. Like it's still billions of dollars. But the way Patrick Mahomes can check that box off of being an owner is he's a five percent owner in a team, a ten percent stake in the team. That's still A, a lot of money, For sure. and B, I'm sure there's another ownership group out there that says, I'd be interested in doing something with Patrick Mahomes. Here's a that, piece. That's, that's exactly. And, and, and I, the financial play makes perfect sense to me, right? It's like, more just the face of it. and I, yeah. But let's say you get like a half of a percent. You're still making a fortune on these teams, right? But the idea, when, I, when I hear owner, like, I want to make a decision. I want to, wait, wait, we're going to fire that coach or not. I want to be in on that meeting. Who are we going to draft? Yeah. I want to be in on that meeting. Which free agents are we looking at? I want to be in on that meeting. What level of ownership do you have to have to be in on that meeting? Any? If you have one, half of a percent, 1%, do you get in on that ownership meeting? Mm. I don't know. I think it depends on, like, your, your again, the face of the franchise. Okay, I think if you, it's Patrick Mahomes, and if he even had 1%, he might be involved. You, but, or it might be something like John Elway, you know, where he is a consultant at a high level for a long time. Jordan is... Um, you know, obviously, when he had his own, I, mean, I know he's in the process of selling or whatever it is. Um, do you know? Do you remember when Jay Z was part? He had a stake in the Brooklyn the Nets. Nets. Yeah, sure. Mm. Do you know what percentage? It he was had? less than one percent. It was point one zero point one five. Right. So it, you're right. Like ultimately, at the end of the day, but he looked like he was the face of it. He was from Brooklyn. Like there was a lot that you could do with it. That's cool. But I'm giving you the smallest stake possible. When I decide whether or not I'm going to trade all of my players for Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, I yeah. want to be in on that meeting. Sure. <laughs> like that. That's the part. Like cool. I'm on the letterhead of ownership, 
But when they get ready to make the decisions, do they even bother to call me? Yeah. That's the, that's the part that I'm curious in because I want to be in on that. Mm-hmm. That's the part that's good. DK Metcalf says, quote, I'm not going to change the way I play uh, when they ask him whether or not he's going to stop cheap-shotting guys that are trying to defend him. DK Metcalf is known for a couple of things. Yep. His incredible physique. He's like just big and strong and fast. That he eats pounds of candy for his meals. And that he takes incredibly stupid penalties. What's the point of pride? And hey, you know, you know what I do? I'm the guy that takes a bunch of bad penalties. Why? Why do you? Why is he flexing on that? Yeah, and don't. What I don't understand the reason of doubling down. Look, I got to be smarter. I'm hurting my team in the process. I'm just going to be smarter. Is that all you have to say? Is that all you kind of really have to say? Or look, I've been. I, I'm going to try to do better, but I play with a great deal of emotion. Like just like no, I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. That seems. Like a bad plan. Evander Holyfield turned 61 years old today. It's still the uh, the greatest moment I've ever seen with my two my own oh, two eyes, Mace. One ear Evander. One ear, one ear Evander. I was there for that one too. That first fight against Mike Tyson. Yes. I was from where I'm sitting right now to say the refrigerator in our kitchen. Oh wow! That's how close I was That's to the really ringside. Cool. Mike does that thing. Ding ding ding. Right. Your yep. fight starts. Mike rushes across the ring. Whap 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 whap. Yep. Hit him with like a five or a six point uh, punch combination. Yep. And Evander goes. <laughs> doesn't take a step back like let's go yeah yeah and you could feel mike tyson go oh god i gotta fight this guy it was the most impressive display of toughness i've ever seen from one guy right. in my life just it's happening now it's definitely one of the weirdest things i've ever seen in following sports over the years i mean i remember exactly where i was yeah exactly what i said when it the happened the knockout or the ear bite the ear bite okay ear oh, bite. the ear, the ear bite. bite was like yeah. the weirdest thing yeah. i've ever seen i just i couldn't even imagine that that would happen yeah. i want to say he was in the ring when the fan man came crashing in on that paraglider oh i think, I think that, that, that might have been it yeah. i know riddick bow was in i think it was bow holyfield yeah yeah he's yeah. Had, right he's had some moments you know what we should do right now what we should do some super cross talk so ireland are you there I'm here. I don't know how good my my hookup's going to be, but I'm here for now. Okay, you sound pretty good right now. So before the hiccup, before the hookup goes yes. bad, um, Slee just left because he's on his way out to Palm Springs right now. What what is what is he in for? How deep into Palm Palm Desert does he need to get to? He's he's coming to the game. Yes. Yeah. He's going. He's, to the he, game. Ju- he just left so he can get there. Is he going to make it? It's going to be close. <laughs> um, I left yesterday at the worst possible time. I left right at three o'clock, and I pulled in here at six ten. Okay, over three hours. Wow. Yeah, but that's the wrong. That's through the heart of afternoon drive traffic. (laughs) Yeah, you left at exact. If I could pinpoint the worst possible time to leave to go to Palm Springs, that would be it. Now, Slee, I think, should be there by three fifteen. Oh, I don't know, Ace. Three fifty. There's not a lot of traffic. Th- but, I'm going to give day. him. I'm going to give him four o'clock for a seven o'clock game. That should work because the arena is like on the far eastern end of the valley, yeah. right? Correct. Yeah, that's like another hour past Palm Springs. Like Palm Springs right. is the first spot but you we're get in to. This weird. Like the reason I came out last night is where as. Anyone who listens to the station knows we've been uh, taken over by Russians. Technically, technically, <laughs> yes. Problem that can go wrong does go wrong um so this show is very touch and go today and i'm glad slee stayed there because who knows what happens when you get here and it's funny because um when you call ahead to these hotels 
like I called ahead to this one two weeks ago, and I said, hey, can I plug an Ethernet cord right into the wall in my room? They said, yeah, absolutely. So I get here last night, plug the Ethernet cord into the wall. It's dead. And I, I call it. Didn't I go, ask if it worked. Hey, uh, you just asked if you could plug it in. Yeah, you didn't ask if it was going to work. Right, exactly. The guy goes, the IT guy goes, active for six years. And I went, oh, okay, God. good to know. So we'll see how it goes today. Well, that was that last little minute was mediocre. What's, yeah, your, no, what's I, plan B, Mace? Plan B is Mason. Oh, Mason. the Mason show? <laughs> I think that's plan B. I have plan a feeling B. it'll be the Mason show by 1.30. Yeah. <laughs> so they did a draft today of Leonardo DiCaprio movies in honor of Killers of the Flower Moon, which is coming out tonight. Tonight. Emily's going to go see it tonight. So we oh. drafted. Uh, she's getting the 6 o'clock showing, so she should be home somewhere around 3 or 4 a.m. Yeah, it's three and a half hours long. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a long movie. All right. So here are the, here are the draft lists okay jorge took the revenant oh yeah inception oh gangs of new york really really strong okay slee the departed oh django yeah and what's eating gilbert grape oscar nominee okay. for that yep it's good m wolf of wall street love it titanic titanic right yeah shutter island Hooray! I'm glad somebody put Shutter Island on that the good. list. Oh, it's such a good I'm movie. Not, I, if Emily would have put Catch Me If You Can third, I would have picked Emily yeah. outright. Okay. Did anybody take Catch Me with you, it, If You Can? Here's my list. Blood Diamond. Yeah. Catch Me If You Can. Mm-hmm. And Growing Pains. And Growing Pains, <laughs> of course. Because he was on the final His season debut. of Growing Pains. Yes, he That's was. Right. Who wins? I think Emily wins on the basis of, for me, my my like most underrated leo movie is shutter island so why is it that good give me a give me a two um, minute explanation super cool uh flips the story super cool twist what's the plot i don't even know the plot he's playing like multiple characters essentially like you see different versions of him because of what the plot twist is but essentially he is a um reporter policeman uh policeman looking for the Looking for someone on Shutter Island. Yes. And Shutter Island, Island is a like psych ward island. Yeah. Oh. So he's there investigating. And he has dark things in his past. Yeah. And yeah. Mark Ruffalo is his partner. Yes. That and it sounds good. And if you in, drop in if you drop a gummy for this one, okay. it's even better. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's a really good stoner movie. John, you're a catch me if you can guy. Loved it. Yeah, I thought it was great. Whose list do you like the most? Emily's, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, even and, with Shutter you know, Island. I didn't see Shutter Island, but yeah, her, her first two are really good. Um, I like Wolf of Wall Street, Leo, which is really fun, versus Climb Inside a Dead Bear, Leo, in uh, Revenant. Well, that Revenant was really good. It was great. And I'm glad I saw it. And I'm glad he won. He I don't think I ever need to see it again. No, I will never go back and watch <laughs> the Revenant again. Yeah, that's so a really it, good point. It's, it's a lot. But if I see Wolf of Wall Street, I'm like, sign me up for that. Yeah. Uh, that's when I was first introduced to uh, Margot Robbie, who's well, unbelievable in that movie. Okay, I'll go back to old school TV again. Not not old school like Growing Pains. Margot Robbie was in a TV show called Pan Am. Oh yeah. Where, oh, I don't know this show. Oh, so they were. It was I don't know. Emma was that show fifteen years ago. It was like two thousand and twelve or thirteen. Yeah, it's it's an older show where they play Pan Am flight attendants in the sixties. Mm-hmm. But one when or flying two of them, was cool. When flying was glamorous, yeah. right? 
but one of them or all of them become spies. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice! It, it's a terrible TV show, yeah. but she's but in was it. Was that her big debut? Christina Ricci was in it, who oh, I nice. really like. Yeah. And then there was another. Uh, There's a guy in it who was famous too. I didn't. Anyway. Yeah. Would now? Are you planning to? If I if I walk in here, or if Emily walks in here tomorrow, um, and says Killers of the Flower Moon is the best movie I've ever seen, would you go see it knowing that it's three and a half hours long? No. No. I would see it, but I wouldn't go to see it. Wouldn't go to I, see I, it. That's a movie that if you came in and said, it's the best Scorsese I've ever seen, it's the ultimate DiCaprio performance, De Niro's amazing yep. in it, I would say, that's awesome. When is it on Netflix? Yeah. When The Irishman came out, remember The Irishman the was bad, man. three hours plus. We watched it in three, we yeah. watched it like a limited series. Like right. watch an hour, then watch another hour Did the next like day. Did you like I saw the whole thing in a theater, and then we did the miniseries thing. I liked The Irishman. You I didn't did. love The Irishman. I, I liked bad. The Irishman. Where are you on The I Irishman, I thought the John? de-aging thing didn't work it for didn't me. It didn't at all. Yeah, I it didn't work for me. I watched it. I sat through it. thought it was just okay. Yeah, I can't do a three-and-a-half-hour three movie is like an hour Long and a half. Long-ass time, it's man. It's an hour and a half. If it were- I'm with Trav. Two and a half? Oh, okay, if you came and said, best thing I've ever seen in my life, two and a half- I'll go three. It's it's twice. It's too long by double. I'm going Saturday morning. Okay. Yeah, like the the very first show Saturday morning when I'm awake. And <laughs> you're what's okay? What's after the, after a few shots of espresso? What's the drop dead point on that? Like noon? If you're not taking if, it at three o'clock. Two, so. Well, there's a USC game on Saturday, oh, so I right. got to get in super early. Did you hear what Greg McElroy said about SC? No. Well, I'm, I'm going to play this for you guys. Oh, he, he thinks that this is what you're getting ready to see on Saturday. But I had said last week on the show, USC might be a 7-5 and five football team without Caleb Williams. Well, USC might be a 7-5 and five football team with Caleb Williams. That's the scary thing when you look at what's left on the schedule. There's only one game that's a complete slam dunk, and that's at Cal. And I don't even know if that's a complete slam dunk. They can't be seven and five. I, I, no. I, they can lose a handful the, of games. The overreaction from this game on Saturday is just crazy. They went from uh, national championship contender to the bottom well, of the barrel. Okay, let me push back on that because they were in the national championship mix. But watching the first six, was it six game? Are they six and one or seven and one right now? Six and one. Six and one. Well, the first six, like okay, you're six and zero, oh, but come on, man, that looked like crap. That looked like crap. That looked like crap. Now they finally played a team that's pretty good, and they lost by four touchdowns. It right. doesn't feel like an over. Although I don't think we're ever going to see another Caleb Williams three interception setting no, up probably three touchdown kind of game. But that's not the only reason they are playing games like this. But that game, the Notre Dame game, is on Caleb Williams. Five losses, Ireland? He thinks, don't you think four? I think they're going to lose at least two more of their games. Um, I think they're going to lose two of their next four. What, what's the future? So, uh, let's see. The, you Let's say, let's split the difference. Let's say they finish with three losses. Yeah. Let's say Caleb Williams leaves. Yeah. You're going into the pack, or excuse me, the Big Ten. Oregon, Washington, and UCLA are coming with you. Right. You, uh, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Wisconsin. By the way, there are only if, if you look, there are only three ranked teams in the Big Ten. Right. There are only three ranked teams. But that kind of goes around it. There, there's always going to be the three ranked teams they have are all near the top. They're all right. in the top ten. So there's always going to be that second group. You're bringing two top ten teams with you right. into the conference. Caleb Williams is gone. Sure. What's What does that look like? Well, I mean, I, here's the thing. I think they're going from a really tough conference to an easier conference. But they're bringing the part that the tough part is coming with them. 
Yeah, yeah. And it, I, I don't know who's on. The, we we actually pulled up their schedule. I don't know if they, they've got Oregon next, or not. Next, next year, year is, is a not, terrible schedule for USC. As far as opponents? Non-conference? Yes. It's ridiculous. They they open with LSU. They have Notre Dame. That's two of their three non-conference games. I Michigan they weren't playing Notre Dame. No, they I, Bergman just showed me the schedule today. They are playing Notre Dame last weekend of the season. But it's not just that they're going into okay. the other conference. They're going into it without the best quarterback they've had in a very long time. Uh, if there's one thing USC does well is they mint quarterbacks. This is an elite one. They've got two waiting to go. Uh, there'll be a competition this summer, and, and we'll see. But I, I'm i not really ready to sail on this USC season. Really? I'm not. I, 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 I think they win on Saturday. I don't know who, what Greg McElroy said. They're going to win. They're going to win on Saturday. I'm cautiously optimistic, but if they lose on Saturday, I think that the spiral starts for real. It definitely could. Yeah. It I, definitely could. John, what about you as a Bruin with your team going to the Big Ten? Does that, does that move? Do you care? Do you not? Do you love it? Do you hate it? What? I wish they weren't. I, I think it's terrible that the Pac-12 broke up. But, you know, Larry Scott and George Klevikoff were like the Keystone Cops bumping into each other and being arrogant and stupid, and they blew up the whole conference. So, I mean, what are you going to do? It, it was incompetence at its highest form. I think USC and UCLA just took the money, you know, because they realized we are, we are in a conference that's being run by morons, <laughs> and they're going to run us into the ground. They should put that and, on the letterhead. You know, now it's been – yeah, now it's been proven. I mean, the the only thing left of the conference is Washington State and Oregon State. And, uh, you know, why they kept Larry Scott for as long as they did and why they replaced him with the guy they did is, is going to be – there'll be books written about this. You wonder if I there's mean, like – blew up a multi-billion dollar conference. Yeah, yeah. If, there, if there's an escape hatch, right, that they go. Oregon, Washington, SC, UCLA, they go. And it just never really connects. That yeah. they're, they're middle of the pack, whatever it is. And they all look at each other and say, hey, let's reboot the Pac-12 all over again. My God, you're already, what are you, six, seven, eight years down the road? Well, yeah. Honestly, if, if and that would probably be a little too fast, right? But right. what about 10 years? What about 12 years? Where it's just, this isn't working. The travel for all of our sports, other than football and basketball, is a gigantic mess. We're not competing. Yeah, we've got some money, but we got a deal from ESPN or Fox or right. Apple or whoever. Right. They're willing to reboot this Pac-12. Sure. We can come home I again. suppose that. I suppose that's possible. I mean, I, I personally think... I think the Big Ten thing is going to work great. Uh, really? I, oh, I do. I think it's going to be great for um, all of all of the sports, or just for football? Uh, for actually, for for the lesser sports, it's going to be more difficult. There's going to be more travel, all that kind of stuff. But in terms of football, I look. I think the idea that the Pac-12 is going these four teams from the Pac-12 are going to go to the Big Ten and get crushed is. Ridiculous. I don't think they're going to go get crushed. Indiana and Maryland and Wisconsin and Minnesota and I mean there there are it's really a three team conference. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, no. Uh, it's Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn Michigan State. State and Minnesota and some of these other uh, 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 Purdue. They're they're not good. But which is a better conference this year? This year it's the Pac-12. But that's the first time that's been true in like 20 years right right but they're actually going to get here's the problem uh, the problem i think and i don't know why they did it um if you look at michigan it plays the easiest schedule in the country um statistically the easiest schedule so far or right now uh, their entire okay. season is okay. statistically the easiest schedule in the country so they get like east carolina yeah, but that's Green. one year and, and you don't really think that michigan's skating by on an easy schedule do you uh, they are. They have the easiest. Penn State and, and Michigan have the two easiest schedules. But, but in the those country. two things can be true at the same time. They can have an easy schedule and still be really, really good. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you send scouts in advance and you videotape uh, all the signs and you know exactly you're, you're what's like, coming. You've and, bought in already. Oh, I, you got the scouts. I absolutely buy in. No, <laughs> let's send the scouts. Let's videotape the signs. Super Crosstalk is brought Spygate to you by In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out, that's what Amber is all about. The Mason Show, probably, coming up next. <laughs>